podcast episode 218 my name is anthony and sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de quincy hey there hi there how you doing man i'm good i'm good how are you i'm doing all right um getting used to anchor no longer being anchor <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you didn't know but well, a lot of you wouldn't know because you're all smart enough not to do podcasts anchor is now like spotify presents podcasts or some shit like that so more branding from our corporate overlords. <laughs> but besides all that, man, um, how's your weekend? Been? We didn't even talk at all. We didn't do a podcast last week. So how have you been this last last week? Well, been pretty good, man. I um, I've been. I got played some pickleball today for the first time in a, a few weeks, like a couple, maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Had some friends of you know mutual friends of ours were getting together and playing some pickleball. And uh, it was good. Like, I'm not as tired as I thought I would be. You know, I didn't go full full speed ahead on it. But, you know, it's the time. I'm not used to that kind of exercise. I mostly, like, you know, lift weights and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so it's a lot of running around and a lot of lateral movement and back and forth. And we'll see how I feel in the morning. But so far, I feel pretty good. Um Let's see. I saw Scream 6 on Saturday night. All right. Tell the people how was it. 40X 3D. Ooh. Which is interesting. Like, you don't really... I, I'm thinking about... I didn't really notice the 3D as much. I, you hear that, ladies? He's got money. <laughs> it seems kind of... I don't know. I don't think the 3D component was needed for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but 40X, man, it's, it's fun. Like, you know... Uh, I've seen a, a few movies now in 40X... And they all vary. Top Gun Maverick was great to see in 40X. It's like you're sitting in a jet, mm-hmm. kind of rocking back and forth, up and down, kind of waving a little bit. Uh, but this one is a little different. You know, it kind of reacts to the suspense more than like, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, there, there aren't any like big effect effect scenes like a fighter jet soaring through the air or anything like that. Um, no like CGI, the or right? No huge CGI. The most notable is probably they're on a subway. It's in it's in New York this time, and so you the whole time the subway is is driving or riding. You feel the the bumps like you're on a subway tra- you know subway car. Uh, but man, you know the perfect amount of uh, gore and violence. Um, you know campy uh you know dialogue um dumb story but fun i mean it was, you know it was a great it was a great movie overall you know yeah it's nothing groundbreaking you know they're not reinventing the wheel by any means yeah uh, it's a screen movie i don't need to have some like deep complex lore and thing like that exactly let's get in slash people let's have fun with it <laughs> right right and uh 
highlight, I think, of the weekend, I started rewatching Batman the Animated Series. Oh. I'm very excited about that. Is that still on Hulu? I mean, not Hulu, HBO? HBO Max, yeah. Okay. I had, re- I had saw something that they were thinking about taking it off. If they do, I'm buying the DVD or the Blu-ray. Yeah. But I don't care. I'll, I already found it on Amazon and pricing it. Mm-hmm. If they take it off Max, I don't care the cost. I'll just I'll incur the cost and just buy the physical copy and just have it. No more worrying about where is it. Um, but man, it's been great. I just I forgot how good it was. Yeah, <laughs> that whole um, Batman anime series to Superman to Justice League to Justice League and Unlimited. That whole pipeline is excellent. Batman Beyond was great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think I'm nine episodes in of the first season. So did you ever did you ever watch Young Justice? I didn't. All right. It's on HBO, um, HBO Max as well. My recommendation recommendation, go watch it. I think you'll like it. Okay. Right on. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, the only the only terrible part is um they ended the last season on a cliffhanger. We're never gonna get any resolution to that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Another it's victim. A, it's the second time that it happened. They ended season two on a cliffhanger, and then because it was on um Cartoon Network, it ended on a cliffhanger and it was it was canceled. It was canceled for like damn near a decade, and it came back on HBO Max. And then it got ended on a cliffhanger yet again. So we'll have to wait another 10, 15 years for it to come back. Right. <sighs> That's good. That's and then good. I think another another highlight, I found uh, Batman 1989 soundtrack on vinyl. Mm-hmm. This weekend at a record store. Um, I was excited about that. I have a copy already, which I paid like 10 bucks for online. But it's not a great copy. It's kind of it's pretty beat up, and I found this one in much better condition. And I was like, you know what? I I want this. I want to have a very clean copy. Um, and I just was like, I know I have this already, but I'm gonna get it again. And I was excited. I'm pumped. It's a great oh, soundtrack. Man. Speaking of vinyl, my girlfriend got the Beyonce Renaissance album on vinyl. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just happened to be searching through Target one day and found it, and it was a it was immediate buy. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, as far as you know, over here, so spring break has started. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yesterday I took Amari to go Best Buy. You know, bought a couple of things, and then we went to this place called Palace Social. So imagine like um, if Chuck E. Cheese's was fancier but a smaller place. Uh huh. That's what it is. We we went in there. We did bowling, bowled for an hour. Um, is it in Bel Air? Uh yeah. It's um, what's that street? Uh, I have to get the address there, but yeah, it's real close to where I live. It's like five minutes away. Oh, very yeah. cool. You went uh, down there. We played bowling, and I I forgot how much that that hurts your damn fingers. Yeah. Like as soon as he finished the second game, it's like my fingers were aching and pain. But 
I had also already paid for the dollar and my mama, I already paid for an hour and my mama hadn't rated no bitch. So I had to go back <laughs> and play game two and three. Play through the pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a gift card to there, like a $25 gift card. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And trivia. So they mean to check it out. It's a nice place. Um, a little expensive, but everything around here is. Sure. Social, yeah, it's off of Bel Air Boulevard. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Yeah, but it's nice. It, I definitely like, um, you know, like I said, spring break just started, so probably take him there one more time. Nice. Go back to school. Yeah. Did he enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to next time I go there play the video games. They got bowling video games. They got like, um, you remember Amusetronics? They had the little the golf thing. Of course. Where they built the cage and you go inside and you can take <laughs> swings and it register on on a video, video game. They have that as, over there as well. Oh, very nice. That'd yeah, be fun. Just getting out of the house. And of course, the rodeo's here. So, you know, we got to go there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next weekend thing. We go walk around, eat five pounds, lose three of it by sweating it out and come back home and sleep all day. Well, our next weekend is the last weekend, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Make sure you get out there. Mm, yes, sir. Ah, good times, good times. But all right, enough of us catching up like two old men, two old ditties. Let's here talk about some baseball. Have you been watching the uh, World Baseball Classic? I have not. I've missed everything, but I hear it's been good. Interesting. It's been crazy to see how other countries celebrate baseball <laughs> like they make it they turn it into like a college football uh, attraction it's up and cheering yelling they got cheerleaders on the dugout during at bats um it's like what? yes <laughs> that uh <laughs> i i don't i don't know about that Look, they're having fun every country except america knows how to have fun playing baseball are they inside a net? You know what? I, I believe so. I think that's mandatory now. Okay. Okay. Then. Okay. I, I feel a little better now. <laughs> it's like Team America or Team China, you know, they're taking on people play from Great Britain or Israel, somebody like that. Like these guys actually had day jobs. Like <laughs> these guys had to take had to put in like two weeks vacation at their accounting job to come play baseball against some of the best players in America and the world. Okay. I uh the only thing that I know about the classic so far is that mm-hmm. uh Jose Altuve played for or is playing for Venezuela. That's great the Astros for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. The, the, this past week to start the the classic, which is pretty cool, interesting, kind of weird, but you know, when uh, you know, your country calls, sometimes got to answer. Yeah, Astros got players on damn near every team. Yeah, USA, Venezuela, Dominican. It's great to see how this game has come a, a global game. I just wish mm. it would be that way, you know, when the game, the crowd, let's have fun baseball. Let's stop making it so such um, an uptight game. Like, I sh- yeah, where people are just going to 
stop paying attention while they're even at the ballpark. Like, mm -hmm. It should be a constant party. Yeah. All right. So we're here. We're going to do our um, baseball reviews. We're starting with um, the NL Central. We're going to be starting with the Central in both the American League and National League because the Central is the worst. <laughs> Four teams lost 100-plus games last year, and two of them are in the NL Central. <laughs> That's how bad this is. So we're going to be going through talking about the, the teams. We're going to give their um, – their, uh, uh, what do you call – the Pakoda uh, standings from baseball perspectives, you know, these guys, they simulate see, like 10,000 seasons and take the average and um, say, okay, this is what we think is going to happen. So, you know, we'll give our over-unders what we think could actually happen, and we'll just go team to team. I feel like the Central is going to be the easiest team because it's going to be a lot of shrugging, and I don't know. <laughs> so are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so we'll start with uh, one of those 100-loss teams, the Cincinnati Reds. Last year, they went 62-100. and 100. Pakoda predicts them to go 68-94. and 94. I'm looking at this team right now, and I think asking them to win 60 games may be uh, a quest too high. Can you name more than two Cincinnati Reds? Uh... No, <laughs> all I can think of is Joey Votto. Joey Votto, Hunter Green, and then they signed Will Myers. There's three. Besides that, I got nothing for you. I know they have two young guys in Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. Lodolo. Mm -hmm. uh, who are their two pitchers? Probably their two top pitchers. But that's it, man. I don't know. These are not the Reds that we watched uh, back in our youth, you know, the, the Barry Larkins and the young Joey Votto's of the world. Yeah, this yeah, like I said, I'm looking at the, the starting rotations about Green, Lodolo, uh, um, Graham Ashcraft, Luke Weaver, and Luis Sissa. There's, there was only one player that had an ERA under four last year. Understarting rotation, and it was Lodoto. And he, I know he, uh, he had a rough start to the season just because he was a rookie, I believe, or maybe a second year player. But, um, he's got some potential, I think, from what I, from what I remember, because I actually I did have him on my, uh, fantasy team last year at some point. Mm -hmm. I got him in. He was, you know, packaged in a, a deal. Uh, let's see. I mean, he's 6'6", 216. You know, saw limited action last year. 19 starts, 19 games. Uh, so, yeah, rookie season. Um, I don't know. It looks like he's having a really good spring training. 3-0. Yeah, but we, you and I know spring training – stats and go for bring training stats mean whatever you want them to mean right if someone's having a great year you'd be like oh this guy this rookie he's gonna set the world aflame or this old guy is having a bounce back year or you can look at the same guy and be like oh man he's just getting lucky because 
everyone's work, just working on stuff and no one's really trying, you know? So I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm not putting too much stats on, on spring on spring stats yet. I'm not I'm not believing too much into them. Except the if longest, I want to. <laughs> for the longest time, uh and until I feel like the Astros started turn, turning it around, you would see I remember in the standings, like the early spring training standings, like teams were, you know, 17 and four and, you know, 15 and six and stuff like that, having pretty good spring trainings. And then they wound up being like near the bottom of the league, like, mm. you know, at the end of the, by the end of the regular season, um, that's kind of, that balance has kind of shifted where like the Astros a couple of years ago were really good, like from day one, <laughs> you know, to the very end. Um, but uh, but no, I, I get what you're saying. You know, spring training is, uh, you know, tells it, it it tells a story. But you know, it tells whatever story you wanted to tell because yeah. you could have a batter that, that's you know he comes up and he's facing one pitcher, gets a home run off him, and you're like, wow, he's really he's really locked in. And it's like, oh no, that pitcher was just trying to locate his curveball, so that's all he threw the entire at bat. Right, right. He he did something in spring training that you're never going to see in a regular season. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, without dwelling on the Reds too much, I feel like <laughs> the Reds, um, they're one of those teams that they have a couple of young starters that, you know, you hope will blossom into future aces at some point. Um, but I feel like they're at the point right now, like they're one of those teams that they really kind of live by the hopes kernel slogan where nowadays you kind of know who's going to be like the Dodgers are typically going to be in it. The the Padres look like they're going to be in it. You know, all year. the Yankees are usually a good team. The Astros now, you know, usually a good team. Uh, the Reds, just the way they've played the past few years, the division that they're in. Uh, and the fact that there's not much expected of them this year. And the Reds sometimes, could be, you know, could surprise some people. Do you know when the last time the Reds made the playoffs that didn't involve the pandemic year? Were the Astros still in the National League Central? 2013. They were still in the National League. Oh, no, they just left the National League Central, I think. Yeah. That's a long time. My thing is, how have you been that bad missing the playoffs year after year for a decade and you don't have any prospects to show for it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you can sit. If you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, like, why would you have any confidence in this team getting it together? And not to add in the fact that it seems like the owner and the owner's family hates the fans. Did you see? I think it was the owner's son. They were like giving him an interview and he was like, oh, well, we're just going to do things our way. We're not really worried about money. And besides, what are the fans going to do? They're going to leave. They're going to watch someone else. Ooh. Yikes. That is. That's a really damning statement Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. The fans, that means take it or leave it. Um, It is what it is. Yeah. and, And the owner's saying. Take it or leave it. We we don't care. 
Yeah, we're going to come out here. We're going to have the payroll low as hell. And we're going to have... They're just like I, um, a team where we're going to talk about next. Where it's like, if everything comes together and we get in the playoffs, it's going to be great. But don't expect any kind of long-term consistency. It's at this be- point, I think the the biggest storyline for the Reds' ownership, at least, mm-hmm. is just counting down the days until they can not pick last option year on Joey Votto, not pay him $20 million. What, is this his last year? He hasn't won more. I think this is this is the last guaranteed year, and I think oh. next year will be an option. Oh, okay. Like you said, they're hoping and praying he um, decides to let that option uh, rest, just mm-hmm. go in retirement. So we have to pay that money so we can continue to be broke boys. Right. Um. Let's get to your prediction. So I said the Bacoa prediction for them this year, 68 and 94. You're going um, under or over? 68 and 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be under. Yeah, me too. I just don't see how this team is better. Yeah. And Hunter Green is like going to be – I think he's going to be their number one guy, and he had a terrible rookie year last year. He's 23 years old, but, you know, you're going off on, like, you're you're assigning this kid that, you know, that distinction is, like, the number one guy based on a hope and a prayer. Mm-hmm. You're hoping that, okay, last year was growing pains, 5-13, and 4-4-4 ERA, you know. Uh, you're hoping, you know, 164 strikeouts, nothing to sneeze, sneeze at. Right, right. One point two one whip, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I just wonder, is he truly a number one, or is he going to be the guy who has all, all that that tantalizing ability that he never fully um, uh, reaches because mm-hmm. of where he is in Cincinnati? So he was the number two overall pick in twenty seventeen out of high school looks like mm-hmm. so yeah i mean the boy sounds it i just don't know if i trust cincinnati to do right by him or by the time he's actually hit that superstar level is he gonna be in cincinnati right and his minor league numbers are really not much to you know they don't they're not dazzling minor league numbers by any chance by any stretch but you know seem kind of average it looks like but uh, no, I mean the really the one thing is looks like he is a strikeout pitcher for sure. Two hundred forty nine strikeouts in one hundred eighty six minor league innings over four years. Yeah, the dude throws a hundred constantly. I did not know that. Okay, well, I think about one hundred miles an hour is like if you can find that location, then yeah, now we can maybe. I mean, that'll that'll open some eyes, but we'll see. See if he's got it under control. I'm taking the under as well. Mm-hmm. So last year, Reds. How many Reds players do you think hit 20 home runs last year? Just throw out a number. Uh, 20 home runs. Man, 20 home runs. Because I know you. Joey think- Votto, if Joey Votto didn't, then. 
No, he didn't. I don't think they had any 20 home run hitters. They had one person, Brandon Drury, who's currently on the Los Angeles Angels. He's out of here. Oh, boy. When you think of great American ballpark, you think of a hitter's ballpark. Yep. They don't have – yeah, they don't have anyone that has any power. Mm -mm. And that's just crazy to me. We know what Votto is now. He's gotten older. Will Myers, he's never lived up to his potential. And then they have a lot of young guys like, gee, I hope. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the under on this team. Yeah, it looks like it's you know going to be a long, another long season for, for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. A couple of bright spots, but not enough to make any kind of impact or even, you know, dig themselves out of the bottom of the basement or out of the basement. I agree with you. All right, moving on. Next team, Pittsburgh Pirates. Last year, just like the Reds, they finished 62 and 100. This year, Percota has them pegged for 72 and 90. A 10 win difference from last year. Now, what is different about this team this year that would even translate to 10 extra victories? I, I don't know. It's like, oh, it's good to see you, Vince Velasquez. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first name I look at. Yeah. They're, start, they're starting um, rotation. Mitch Keller. Uh, what's that? Ronzi Contreras. Rich Hill. Rich Hill still out here getting it done. And JT Brubaker. 43. Just turned 43 yesterday. Yes. And just had like... Uh, I don't know if you have a subscription to The Athletic, but they had a great um, article on him um, on Friday where basically they were like, they were asking him all these questions about his career and he was trying to answer them. And it's like, who'd you give your first hit to? Your first home run? Your 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 um, most strikeout game? He's like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out. And it's very interesting to see someone go back into their, their history. How long have he been playing? 13-year history? 18. Oh, 18. Well, he's got 13 years of service time. Oh, that's because oh, he's been hurting out. Yeah, so 18 years. You're right. So, yeah, it's a great story. And it's great that he's still out here pitching. He'll be 43 by opening day. But when he's your number three, yeah, you got problems. Man, yeah, he, he, he missed a lot of time a few, in a few years. I guess it's kind of kept him going for, you know, into four, age 43. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great sign if he's your number three guy. Um, no offense, but, you know, that's just – can he still be as good as he was last year? And last year, like, he was fine. Eight and seven, four two seven ERA. Uh, 100 strike, 109 strikeouts in 124 innings. Like for a 42 year old pitcher, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, you feel like I feel it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at their lineup right now on um, fan graphs, and they currently have Andrew McCutcheon slide in as their um, in the third in the three hole. Oof, boy. It goes Onel Cruz, Brian Reynolds, and Andrew McCushion. And one he thing, didn't have, that, hmm? he didn't have a 
terrible season last year, but he, you know, he certainly is not the Dang. former. He's not Dang. MVP exactly. level anymore. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And I think one thing we talk about this team that we didn't or shouldn't we didn't have to talk about with the Reds is the fact that this team has a big old trade chip staring right in the middle. Brian Reynolds may not be on this team come July. Mm-hmm. I mean, without a doubt, their best player. Because mm-hmm. he wants out because he's they're, 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 they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to pay him what he deserves. Mm-hmm. And he's already, he'll be 28. He, yeah. All these ages are about opening day. So he's 28 now. So I don't, let's see how many more years of, is he in arbitration or is he in? Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking. Do, 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 do. Nah. So Brian, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still in arbitration. He's got two more years of arbitration after this. He is not a free agent until 2026. Yeah. You know, and I know the Pirates are going to low ball him. Of course. That's typically what they do. They already did, didn't they? That was the thing. Didn't they offer him like a six year, like $75 million contract or something like that? Uh, Possible. That sounds like the Pirates, so I'm going to believe it's true. Right. <laughs> I want to believe it, so I will believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know how this team is 10 games better than what they were last year. Like, wh- yeah. where is it? Where is the improvement at? I don't see it, that's for sure. I mean, who is their number one? If if uh, Rich Hill's their number three guy, who's, who's number one number numbers one and two. Uh Mitch Keller and I can't believe I'm saying this name wrong, but I'm saying Rosny Contreras. Okay. Okay, young guys, it looks like. Okay. All right. I see. Again, you just you don't know unproven guys at this point. Young, unproven guys that uh, have nothing to lose. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. What else can we say about the team? I mean, Not much. PNC Park is great to look at. It's a great ballpark. Yeah. And what's their okay? So what's their projection? Let me go back to it real quick. Uh, seventy-two and ninety. Wow. Where are the 10 wins coming from? Tell me. <laughs> they were worse than Cincinnati last year? No, they were they both end up with the same record. Oh, that's right. 62. 62. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's I'm already giving you the the under. I'm already <laughs> going, going on the under. Uh yeah, I'm with last year. The uh, Pirates were 29th in average, 28th in on-base percentage, 28th in on-base plus slugging, 18th in home runs. Congratulations on that. 
But it's like everything else in the offense is subpar. The relief pitchers were terrible. The starting pitcher is the starting pitching is below average. Like I, I don't see again, I don't see where this 10 win increase is coming from. I'm taking the under two. It's crazy. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. That's all we have to say. Got nothing interesting to say about them. Like Nope. <laughs> Moving on to a third team. The Chicago Cubs last year went 74 and 88. Pakoda has them as 75 and 87. Woo. <laughs> a one game increase. Man, this is another team. I don't know what, you know, what are we looking at here? Well, they made moves. They went out and signed Dansby Swanson to that huge contract. They got Trey Mancini, Cody Bellinger, Eric Hosmer, like, uh, who else? Tucker Barnhart. Like, they went out and they made moves on the, um, with the bats. Um, so, I like the moves that they made. Um, World Series hero Trey Mancini, always good love for me. Um, All right. Ooh. So, and, oh, I just saw Seiya Suzuki. Uh, he is hurt, injured, has a strain oblique. I think that maybe he won't be available for opening day. Was he the big signing? Last year. He was last the guy year. they got from Japan last year. Right. So <laughs> I, the offense... I got to make sure I say Japan, not New Japan. Right. So the offense looks to have improved, mm-hmm. even though they did lose Wilson Contreras. Like He was their big bat last year. But you get a guy like Swanson. You get a guy like Bellinger who... Despite all of his troubles, uh, is still very young. You have twenty-seven, and you know maybe a change of scenery, maybe that ballpark does him some good. Remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, despite all the issues that he's had at the plate, he's still a winner. He's still a former champion. Same with Swanson. Uh, same with Trey. Like, <laughs> and he's got, still one of the best defensive uh, center fielders in the game right now. Yeah. So, it's an interesting team, offensively. Uh, pitching wise, I mean, they still have Marcus Stroman, who is thirty-one years old. Didn't have a terrible season last year, um, but I would imagine he's their number one guy. Um. Yeah, Fangrass okay. has him as their ace. Not a bad guy to have. I mean, uh, if he's healthy, he can be effective. And if he's playing in a division with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, um, there there could be some chances for him to to have some pretty good games, based mm-hmm. on everything that we've talked about with those two teams. Oh, oh, but 
don't forget um, MLB is moving to a more balanced schedule. So they're going to have less games against uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Hmm. Like, I think instead of having 19 games against your rivals, you only have 13. So if I'm Chicago, I'm making sure he's available to pitch at least four of those games, four of those 13 games. However, he ends up. Like you said, Marcus Stroman, he's not the healthiest guy around. Right. And, you know, they went out, they signed uh, Jameson Talion. Both of those guys are like, these guys should have been had better careers given the talent that they have, both mm-hmm. Stroman and Talion. And then round out the rotation, Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, and Hayden uh, Wineski. I was about to say, uh, Winescu, look at that. ERA 2.18, but he only started four games. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that I think they are positioned or not positioned. I feel like they're stuck in neutral where they're at. Mm-hmm. They finished third last year. Yeah. At this point, I think that's kind of where they're at right now. You think so? Man, I'm I'm higher on the Cubs than you are. I'm still going over. I think they can do 76 wins. I'll at least give them 76 wins. Oh, I'm much higher than you, really. I'm going okay. over as well, and I think they're going to be in contention for the wild card. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I didn't think that way until I started looking at this team, but like seeing all the upgrades they put in, and they only won what seventy four last year. Like mm-hmm. I can see them reaching up there and be, and breaking five hundred. Somewhere, I mean, eighty to eighty two wins. Prove me wrong. I, I hope you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like for them to prove, but. The, the most I'm willing to give them right now is at least 76. I think they will at least get over. Um, and anything else is just, you know, icing on the cake for them. Yeah. I really think with this, the new schedule, the new balance schedule that everyone's doing right now, we're going to see like every, we're going to have, I mean, I have put this, every league is going to have like four really good teams, two or three shitty ones, and then everyone else is just going to be somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm definitely taking over on that one on Chicago. I think they're going to be in the playoff. Like, I can see them entering the um, last month of the season. Everybody's like, oh, the Chicago Cubs, they can make it to the playoffs. They have a, ch- they have a chance, and then just, you know, faltering right before the finish line. Are they good enough to overtake Milwaukee? The real question is, <laughs> is Milwaukee good, period? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. So you talk Milwaukee, you would think they'd be the next team, but no. Because we're going by Pakoda standings. The St. Louis Cardinals are next. Last okay. year, 93 and 69. Pakoda has them pegged at 86 and 76. A seven-game drop. From 2022. So they're accounting for the balanced schedule. 
Yes. So this is no okay. Now I see what's going on. It's no longer well. We're gonna face Saint uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh nineteen times each. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna get a little tougher for St. Louis, which is already a good team. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, balanced schedule or not, I think it's safe to say this is still the, the, the Cardinals division. They find a way every year. Cardinals devil magic alive and well. Yeah. Yeah. That was how I was thinking. I was like, I'm looking at this team. And I'm like, why is their Pakoda standing so low? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like this team got drastically worse. I mean, you can say, okay, they lost um, Yadi Molina. He retires. But Wilson Contreras is a damn good replacement. It's a major upgrade over Yadi because Yadi, you know, is at the end of the rope. You know, he's, you know, still a good catcher, but not the MVP that we saw a few years ago. Um, and Contreras is man, you know it's his time now, and he's really you're really going to get to see what this guy's all about with a really good team. Yeah, you sacrifice a little bit behind the plate with Contreras, but you upgrade mm-hmm. at the bat. I I don't understand why his team went so low. I mean, you still have Goldsmith, Arenado at the three four. Yeah. Which is insane, still. Like those, they had MVP seasons last year. Didn't Goldsmith win the MVP last year? Am I tripping? I believe he did. <laughs> and let's talk about Arenado for a second. Yeah, go ahead. This is a guy. Even you, I remember we talked about this. This is a guy that I think it was you who was maybe had a little bit of skepticism because his numbers were so inflated in Colorado. It's like, is he, you know, the product of playing in Colorado for all those years where he had these crazy, you know, crazy, you know, years of home runs and RBI and, and all this stuff. And it seems like he's doing just fine in a, in a, you know, in a, on a good team, finally, like he's finally on a good team. Yes. The average is down from where he was, but I mean, I think he like he, he still <laughs> looks like a damn good hitter. He hit 293 last year, which is his yeah. highest average since 2019. Mm-hmm. 255 in his first year with St. Louis, uh, but still had the home runs, still had the doubles intact. You know, those those were still pretty high numbers. And the best third defensive third baseman since Brooke Robinson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like he's a third, he's a gold glove machine. Like when you if you're playing against the uh, Cardinals and the ball gets hit the third, you're like, well, fuck, there's an out. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if we if, I can't remember if we did talk about him and the skepticism of, you know, is it you know, will the Rockies curse kind of hit him, you know, like leaving Colorado, leaving that ballpark. I definitely remember us talking about him getting traded, us saying that Colorado were fools for letting him go for such a cheap price. Mm-hmm. Or let him go right after they had, had they just given him that contract? 
I think so. 2019 is when he got it. Yeah, so it was two years and they, they traded him. Or 2019, so after 2019, so that have been one year and they traded him. And so, yeah, I think there, I think a lot of people were thinking, like, is he still going to be able to put these numbers? Like, or was he just, or was, was he just an inflated, you know, hitter? Like a lot of hitters have been in, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. You leave that ballpark and then boom, the numbers drop. Uh, but he stayed pretty consistent in his first two years in St. Louis. Offensively. And then, geez, I wasn't even aware of the, ridiculous you know defensive numbers he's got a crazy amount of gold gloves he's what we all thought Alex Bregman would uh, become mm-hmm. and although Bregman has become he's a good um, third baseman he's no he's not close to what Nolan Arenado does no. on the field like that's not blasphemy that's just me saying Aaron has been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then let's go to the rotation. Um, Adam Rainwright still out there pitching. Miles Mo- McCollis. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Mikolas. Mikolas, probably. Mikolas. Oh. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Jack, Jack Flannerly, Stephen Matz. I feel like Jordan Montgomery is an interesting piece to this puzzle to this you know to their team because he was a was a trade deadline deal with the Yankees mm-hmm. and it's not like he was having a bad year with the Yankees that the Yankees were like oh, we got to give this guy up like you know they swapped um Harrison Bader right guys with potential like you know it it, it was kind of a an even trade for both teams and when Montgomery's left the Yankees to go to St. Louis, like he was really good still. He was better than he was with the Yankees. Like he finished six and three with St. Louis. Um, so a full year of that guy, you know, um, in this new environment could be interesting. He could be a very solid number three guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at his numbers comparing his starts uh, with the Yankees and it starts with St. Louis. So he had 21 starts with the Yankees and only 11 with St. Louis. The difference was he struck out more people in St. Louis and he stopped giving up as many home runs. Mm-hmm. Home runs per nine in New York, 1.18 and St. Louis, 0.85, which I guarantee has something to do with that stadium, that short uh, porch in right field. Of course. So like, if you strike out more and give up less home runs, you're, you're going to be a better pitcher off rip. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. He, he's going to be a, a solid number three, maybe get bumped up to number two because we really have no idea what Rain, Wainwright's bringing to the, the field this year. Right. In fact, what was his ERA last year? Let me check. Rainwright's ERA last year, 3.71. So I think uh, he's number one in name only. Like if you look what Rainwright's bringing to the to the field this year, he'd probably be a number three on or four on any other team. But mm-hmm. because he's, you know, <laughs> Mr. Cardinal, 
Right. He gets the number one designation. I mean, during his age 40 season, I mean, he went 11 and 12 yeah. with 371 ERA, made 32 starts. That's, see, that more than anything. Like, if you're 41 years old and you're making 31 starts, that means you're probably having a pretty good season. Or you weren't getting hammered mm-hmm. more times. You were getting, you know, you were doing something effective more times than not. Because no team is going to put a, thir- a 41-year-old or a 40-year-old guy out there every every five days. You know, at some point, if it's bad, okay, you know, you know, it's time to, to call it a day. But the fact that he made 32 starts, that's, you know, that right there is, uh, I think, you know, they hope is a good sign that he'll be able mm-hmm. to you know, got one more go in him. But one more hurrah. Yeah. I think we're in both 2021. Agree. I mean, he he went 17 and seven in, in 21. Now, obviously, ben, I would imagine benefiting from the shortened season of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's closer to his 2022 numbers than he would be that 21 season. But 22 is nothing to like scoff at. Like it's still a pretty effective year. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be I think it'll be fine. Just mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But I think we're both in agreement with the Cardinals and their over under. We're both going over the eighty six and seventy six prediction, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought. I mean, they're still the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think they win ninety plus games. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go to the last team in the central, the Milwaukee Brewers. Last year finished 86 and 76, but Cotto has them at 87 and 75. One game improvement. Wow. And one game over St. Louis, right? Yes. Damn. See, I don't know about that, man. I still think, I mean, look, Corbin Burns is what? The third best pitcher in the National League. Oh, I got a Corbin Burns prediction. You want to hear it? Let's do it. All right. Corbin Burns will be traded away from the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, okay. He, he will not finish the year as a Brewer. Like after what happened during arbitration, where they basically said that it was his fault mm-hmm. that the team didn't make the playoffs, and not the front office's fault for you know trading away their closer and just wrecking team chemistry. Like I can, like I don't see how they get a long term deal done with him. Like I don't think he's taking any kind of hometown discount, so I can see them be just like, hey, this is when his value is the most highest. We need to get him out of get him out of here so we can get something back. Because I honestly, I think the Brewers end up in third place in this division. So you think the Cubs can get over on them? Yeah, I think if your prediction comes true, then I think our predictions for the over under, or at least my predictions for the over under, definitely take a different shape. And. I would agree. Yeah, the the Cubs have a much better chance of overtaking at least Milwaukee if that were to happen. 
Um, and I forgot about the, the arbitration incident. Um, why? I mean, and if I'm Corbin Burns, I don't want to be there at this point. Yeah. Arbitration is, is just horrible because you, you go in there and it's not like the arbiter can decide to like split in the middle or something like that. He has to pick one or the other. So there's always going to be bad feelings once you leave of the arbitration. And then the team's job is to go in there and explain to the arbiter why you don't deserve this money, but they still want you to play well and be on the team after the arbitration ends. Right. Like it's it's just a stupid like there's there needs to be a better system than this. They expect you to put the team first mm-hmm. when they're putting the team first, but not in the way that they expect you to put the team first. The organization is putting the organization first. The the dollars and cents that go into the organization, they want Corbin Burns to fall in line for the team, for the roster that's compiled. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different – it's two totally different meanings when you talk about for the good of the team. And it's also like Corbin Burns has a shelf life. Like he's already 28. How much longer will he be an elite pitcher? Right. At maybe five, six, seven years, you hope. Mm-hmm. Like you never know what's going yeah. to happen. Like, God forbid, like a comebacker comes and hits him in the head and he's no longer that guy anymore. Oh my God. I wasn't I, even thinking about that. Well, I'm sorry. Injuries okay. injuries happened in right, right. like yeah. I can't like it's something like nobody wants to think about, but it's it's shit that happens. Something you need to always be prepared for. Mm-hmm. So that's why players of any sport, you need to get your money as fast as you can because this may not be here next year. You blow mm-hmm. out your ACL trying to cover first base, and you come back and you're like trying to ask for the money that you would have got. Had you stay healthy, and the team's like, "Oh well, you know, you you missed this season and a portion of next season, so we don't think you deserve this money." It's like, what the fuck, right? I'm not worth the money <laughs> in arbitration. You underpay me there, and then when I, you know, get hurt, I'm not worth the money. It's like, when am I worth the money to you guys? Mm-hmm. So is your is your final prediction that he will be traded? Yeah. Okay. Early prediction as to where? Ooh, that's a ooh. Mm. I know it's very early. Like it's tough because nobody's stepped foot on a regular season field. Mm-hmm. I get it. And you know, deadline deals are, you know, deadline deals for a reason because you have a better idea of what 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 where you're at. But for the hell of it, let's just see right. if we can think. All right, so let's try to break down. So it's not going to be any team in the NL Central. Correct. We're not going to do with that. Deal with that. Um, there are a bunch of teams that I don't think they're going to be any good. They probably they probably won't do it. So teams that I think we can eliminate: the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Tigers, the Royals, the Rangers. Yeah, well, the Rangers, they already spent the money on the pitching. I don't know. And plus, they have um, a couple of guys in the minors 
then that they don't wouldn't want to trade away to bring mm-hmm. in Burns and you know throw out their legs, Rockies, D backs. Uh, Larry said, nobody in you know, Central National Marlins. Hmm, all right, so all those teams are out. So now I'm looking at a team like I think the teams with like really good um farm systems. So the Dodgers are one of them, of course, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So those would be the number two, I think. Um, so I would pick. I'm really trying not to pick the obvious teams. It's like, oh, the Dodgers or, or the Yankees, but I feel like those would be the one, ones you would go to. Like, if it wasn't for the Mariners making that trade for Luis Castillo last year, I would mm-hmm. say they would be in in it. I forgot about that deal because I was thinking that would be the team. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, this is very difficult. Uh, let's just have fun with it. Let's say the Rays. The Rays? Yeah. Okay, if we're having fun with it, I'm going to say the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Because I think Miami has – they've got some uh, – like their roster is interesting, I think, where they can make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think the Rays have enough money to have one big con- contract on, mm-hmm. or they'll just do the arbitration thing, and then once he is thirty, it's bon voyage, Mister Burns. <laughs> um, but the rest of the team, um, they're fine. Um, Christian Yelich, he's never getting that MVP season back again. I think you're hoping for a guy who hits 250 with 20 home runs. Um, they managed to get like the best player out of that three team Brewers, Braves, A's trade and getting William Contreras. Like, right. I don't know. That's the definition of a yoink. Like, I don't know how they did that. So, what's their projection? They're over 80, or they're at 87. 87 and 75. 87 and 75. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, if everything that you're saying, if your prediction comes true, then I'm going to say under. You going under? Yeah. All right. Because I can see a world where the Brewers just come out flat and it's we're two months in and they're like hovering around 500 and ownership is like, well, we're not going to win. We don't really have that great of a chance at the wild card. Even if we make the wild card, we're going to get crushed in the first round. Or there's like eight other teams we have to jump in the wild card. So, you know what? Never mind. Let's just start the, the sale. Yeah. Uh, that's why. So let's go over predictions for the Reds. 
the win was at 78. We both went under. Mm-hmm. Pirates, 72. We both went under. The Chicago Cubs, 75 wins. I went over. You went under? Uh, No, I went over for the Cubs. Okay, so we're both going over in the Cubs. Cardinals, 86. We're both going over. And the Brewers, 87. We're both going under. What was the Cincinnati win total? Uh, Dakota, 68. 68. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still going under. <laughs> All right, so we agree. It's crazy. Anything else you want on the um, NL Central? Um, no, I think that's it, man. I think they're right where they all need to be. All right, good times, good times. All right, so that's it for the Central. We're wrapping it up. We'll be back with the um, NL East. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> that should be a lot more interesting than yes. the teams we just discussed. Yes. You guys will get that on Wednesday. We're going to take like a, in real life, real time, we're taking like a five minute break and start it up. <laughs> so, um, so let's get up out of here. Um, we're done with this. We're going to move into, like I said, we're moving to ease. And um, anything you want to say to the people? Get a little outro. Thanks for tuning in. We, I appreciate we appreciate all the love. Yes, thank you all for listening, sharing, download all that stuff. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back with the NL East for Anthony under Quincy later.